I saw myself as really mature and like cool. And I was working with like, you know, old baristas that were like 20. Yeah. And I'm just there like chatting to them. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I must have been so. What was I saying? <laughs> and the craziest thing happened at Big Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome welcome to another episode of Community Noseboard, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes and coming of age tales. We've got a very special guest today, very funny comedian here from Melbourne at the moment for the Sydney Comedy Festival. It's Alex Ward. How are you, Alex? I am good. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for coming on. And we are going back to Queensland today to talk about Ipswich. The switch. The switch. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like a little bit we call it the switch. Most people just call it um, the shithole. <laughs> the switch is nice. It yeah. sounds cool. That's, that's a rebrand. That's a council rebrand. They're like, yeah, listen, yeah. the shithole isn't doing tourist numbers. So uh, what do we got? And you're right on because anything going on there is a council initiative. Is like the really? council's yeah. working so hard. It's actually now like better, you know, it's getting there. It's getting but, there. But, I mean, this is, you know, 20 years on or whatever. It's right. getting there. But um, so it, it is the known council puts all its money into we'll, it. Just let me foreshadow a little bit i won't get into it straight away but the council will come up in this episode <laughs> pretty heavily i feel like every queensland or at least brisbane around a suburb we've ever done there's been a council scandal yeah i feel like it's oh yeah there's a big council scandal <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. i feel like when you apply to be on council in brisbane they should be like all right well we're taking away your car because you are <laughs> at some point gonna drive drunk and crash it into something and they'll just be like we'll get you a driver like, that, that, we'll spend the taxpayer money on that Instead of covering stuff up. Yeah, it is. So, so but Ipswich is, it's um, I like the butt of the joke right. of, of uh, Brisbane, is it? Is it? Sort yeah, of it's like, like the Queensland of Brisbane. <laughs> like, it's hard to explain. It's, out, it's like an hour west of Brisbane. Yeah, so it's it's sort of like the, the butt of Brisbane. Brisbane likes to be like, as if you'd live there. But it's like, all right. Well, it's like the outskirts of Brisbane really cross over with Ipswich. And yeah, I know yeah. heaps of people who live there and they're still like, Fuck Ipswich. I'm like, you are 10 metres from Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> like, I um, I grew up right on the border. And then in high school, I moved to Brisbane. So I've sort of seen both sides of mm-hmm, things. Right, but, right. Um, it's uh, a lot of grey area between, like, yeah, there's no, like, clear line where there's one side of the tracks and it's all, like, glitzy Brisbane and it's then, like, shithole Ipswich. It's Crazily, sort of all... I think there is, like, the river is the oh, line. But right. there's a mog- there's still a Mogul ferry, which is one of those old pulley ferries, and people use it every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, 2023. <laughs> and there's been talks about it being replaced by a bridge for like <laughs> since I was born I'm 33 and then people are like no too much traffic will come through instead there's like an old man that takes a dollar coin and like still rope pulls it across isn't like a like, stick to pull that's, how my, like dad, yeah, that's, that's how my dad used to get to work oh my god a dollar coin that fucking a doubloon oh. every day he'd be warming up in the car I'm like just take the, take the horse and carriage down <laughs> there was a like the, oh, there was a great article I read that Kent, you know sort of uh, detailed all these council scandals, but it had a description of Ipswich that I liked um, that called it an old coal mining town with a chip on its shoulder and a fear of recession in its soul. <laughs> Jesus. So I don't know how accurate that is, but like that to me painted a picture of exactly... Like you hear that a chip on its shoulder and a fear of recession in its soul. Like yeah, that, yeah, a so. fear of recession in its soul. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I think um, if switch is interesting because there's a huge prison there as well. Okay. So I think that it does attract like. 
Refresh. A lot of people who do work at the prison. Right. Um, oh, right. You know, comedian Bronwyn cr- Cuss. Have you heard of her? She's a mm-hmm. Melbourne-based yeah. comedian. She's also from Ipswich, and she has worked at the prison. Oh, like it's right. like a lot of people sort of who it's live. It's like in the local industry sort of thing. Yeah. So it does attract <laughs> a sort of uh, rough. Well, <laughs> someone who can yeah. withstand prison. I mean, life. that's a yeah. hectic yeah. job. A prison warden would be one of the most I'll insane the, jobs. Yeah. The big. The big. Um, Higher as there are uh, uh, the prison, and there was lots of um, abattoirs, sort of <laughs> <laughs> and then the council where Pauline Hanson is. So, yeah, was. <laughs> well, I yeah, I did see that because d- a lot of famous people from it switch, like a pretty pretty decent list of uh, notable residents. Um, George Miller, Mad Max's George Miller, mm-hmm. director, was from mm-hmm. Ipswich. Um, Ash Barty, and Pauline Hanson was maybe the most famous out of all the, out of all of them. But Paul, yeah, so she had a. Um, fish and chips. She grew up. I think her parents had a fish and chip shop in Ipswich that she grew up and working working in. And then she moved away. She moved to Brisbane for a bit and came back. And then she bought a fish and chip shop in a uh, suburb of Silkstone. Is Silkstone a suburb? There? I don't remember. Maybe a bit of a, res- a residential part of Ipswich. But she uh, she ran the fish and chip shop for ages. And then she um, and uh, she you know obviously went on to go in the council and stuff like that. But it's currently, it's still, and every time she tours around the country and goes back to Ipswich, she always goes in there and does a photo op and this is my old fish and chip shop. It's currently, it's run by a Vietnamese couple who came to Australia seeking asylum. I wonder <laughs> so, how she feels about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, the, and then this, this lady, this, uh, the lady who runs it now, she's like, real Australian, say welcome. But, every, she, oh, but she's very welcoming. There's, she's always there with Pauline every time. She's like, I'll oh, let her do a photo op, you know, cooking and putting the chicken salt on the chips. But Must be it's, seething. It's so. just such a weird thing for Pauline. Paul Pauline's like in a weird place right now because yeah. she's like she's she's weirdly like she doesn't even know she's sort of helping the left at the moment because yeah. she's just constantly yelling at conservatives in yes. like the world for not being conservative enough and being yeah. like, you got to kick them out they're too liberal it's like you're helping yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're helping us <laughs> she's like being turned as a double agent yeah, by yeah. the left somehow and she's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. sigh up against if you go far enough right eventually you have to end up left yeah, yeah that's yeah. right she's doing that right now. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of George Miller, there's like uh, just a weird fact I found about Ipswich is that in recent years it's become a sought-after filming location for Hollywood movies. I, I guess mm. they must do a tax break or something. Um, <laughs> Prison break. So, so <laughs> the 2013 movie, uh, The Railway Man, was filmed in the city's rail yards. <laughs> oh, that big that block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've that, watched it 15 the, times. The, dar- <laughs> the darling of the Academy. Well, that one, that one, I'd like. I would have left it there, but then is that just because they're still using old trains? Hundred percent. Two thousand fifteen's the pulley boat. Larry <laughs> man, um, San Andreas, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, oh. Now we're cooking. And Inspector Gadget two. Oh, well. So you <laughs> should have flipped that and done Inspector Gadget two, and then San Andreas two. I'm, I'm, I'm a gadget, gadget head, all right. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Was that the straight to DVD sequel to Inspector yeah, Gadget? Is, is it got Broderick in it still as Gadget? I assume so. Yeah, I mean. It must just be cheap to film there, I assume. Isn't San it would be all tax about like an earthquake? In, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like yeah. It's San Andreas Falls. It's yeah. San Andreas. in Los Angeles, but they filmed in Ipswich. I don't know. Oh, we need a town that's broken down. That a dystopian future where the fucking earth's fallen out. The arse. Like, like, what about Ipswich, you know? There, okay. So growing up there, you didn't... Uh, so you sort of lived in between and you flirt between Yeah, Brisbane I, I always thought I grew up on acreage, just like on the edge of Brisbane. But I rang mum about that, actually, just coincidentally for another like thing I was writing and i spoke to her a few months ago and she's like oh we never grew up on acreage and i was like what do you mean she goes we just lived in an estate that was empty and no one moved there <laughs> <laughs> you know like an arrested development yeah, yeah that was my life 
that's the coolest. I was like, wait, did we live in like a fake house? Mum's like, like, like yeah. Unreal. She's like, don't you remember the paths that went nowhere? I was like, wow, that's dark. <laughs> I was like, metaphorically and physically, yeah, we had paths that I realise now were just like cement paths that were designed to lead to like what would have been houses built, but no, no houses were wow. built. That's Do you know why no one moved I think in? it was just when we lived there, it was just like, now apparently it's full, mm. like the estate's full now. But when I was growing up there, it just wasn't just in like demand one. yet. Yeah, like, right. But so you I, thought I you're told on a everyone farm I grew up on a farm. And she's, like, <laughs> we had, she's like, we were on one acre surrounded by like 15 empty acres <laughs> <laughs> that weren't ours. <laughs> Which I just, just so, so I've just lied to people my whole life. I've been like, yeah, I was like a country rich girl. I was like, nah, I was like a poor suburban bogey. <laughs> Just not, it makes so much more sense. That's awesome. Yeah. I used to love because where I grew up in Queenbie and they had there was some developments going up sort of near where I lived. And my dad was a builder, so he'd work on a lot of those. And I would go along to work with him and just have the funnest time. There's nothing funner than playing in like a half-built house. Like that's oh. your that's your playground. Like I'm climbing on the roof, I'm swinging. There was like I remember there was a whole um, bunch of all these uh, townhouses. And part of the build was, I guess, there were like wine cellars or something, but it was just this big ditch with, with stairs going down in it. And I'm like, to a seven-year-old kid with an imagination, I was like, this is a, some yeah, sort of castle. Yeah, he's yeah. down there pretending he's got a wine collection. Oh, nice vintage. Not allowing yourself to drink any. He's tasting it, spinning it out. Yeah, right near my place as well, there was like, it was what you're saying, like it was like a greenfield development where they just cleared all the trees and then there's a lot of fat, uh, tractors and stuff like clearing it for like what felt like my whole childhood and no houses were there but me and my mate would just go up in the bush there and like hide and like pretend to be hiding from these guys in track they could clearly see us you know what i mean <laughs> we're like being spies like hiding this guy's got a tractor He's like i can't deal with this this kid's gonna get fucking you know run over by my tractor but it was so much fun it was just the kids best. really think they can't be seen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember we like the loudest things in the world <laughs> yeah 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 i remember because we were like we thought for like a week that no one could see us because like we'd come back and every every day after school and then one day this guy's like watch out boys and we're like oh shit he's seen us <laughs> clearly like behind a fucking pig <laughs> or um, Actually, one of the houses in the estate, there was like a couple. It was about five empty blocks down, so the edge of my property. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they were just like a half-built house because I think they were broke. Mm. Like, as in they like had cement for floors. Yeah. And I remember we'd ride our bikes in their house. Like, <laughs> and I used to come home so pissed off at my mum because she wouldn't let me ride the bike in our house. <laughs> I was like, mum, that family is so much better than ours. And just watching my mum be like, I can't tell her, but they are yeah. awful. Like, they, they got the a house skate park smells in like weed room. and yeah. they don't have a floor. <laughs> they come home from a nice night that and just find you trying to rip up the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get some in here. You got to take the protection off, mum. You know what I mean? Get the real floor. My dad, uh -huh. when my parents got separated, my dad moved to a townhouse and it backed onto a, a golf course. Mm, and yeah, nice. me and all the other That's kids. That's real divorced and, dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And even more so then he just hooked up with the lady who lived in the townhouse next to him. Like, <laughs> oh, he's oh. actually done that twice. Both oh, his last wow. two partners have just been the woman that lived in the townhouse. <laughs> I'm like, you could not be more lazy, Dad. That's so funny. Uh, plenty of fish in the sea. There's one. Uh. <laughs> like, I mean, he's got his whole life around him. Yeah. He's got a golf course, a like, wife. Yeah. The first time it happens, it's like, I'm on a 
I'm going off my original story, but the first time it happens, it's like, wow, that's fate. The second time it happens, it's like, that is the opposite of fate. <laughs> yeah, that's a pattern. <laughs> <This is laughs> that's extremely lazy. Is he, is he a, like a charmer? Does he just like lean over the fence like, how are you going, darling? I mean, not to me, but <laughs> I've never been charmed by him. Well, but I'm never going to live next to him in a town. It's not a risk that. I'm willing to take at this point. Something happens when he's seen over the fence. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's different. It really puts it on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, both these people. He's been with, he, like, it's a long, both of them were long relationships. The first yeah. one was like 12 years and this has been like oh, no, eight. So. He's literally so. shitting where he eats. So otherwise, yeah, oh, yeah. Or next door, you know what I mean? If he's just having a fling with both neighbours. Yeah. You know, yeah. At um, least he's, ha- you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, um, yeah, we just loved that they had the golf course there because we just, me and the other kids just treated it like our yard, which the golf course owners fucking hated because <laughs> oh. we were just always riding our bikes on the green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Those laid back golf course owners and patrons who just yeah, love yeah. kids and, and we like, were like building tree houses in like the tree sections between like I don't yeah. know what's called the I don't the know whole, the golf yeah, thing, the way. whole oh, no, sure. yeah yeah I was like and they just we'd be dragging wood across and stuff <laughs> yeah. it's like the <laughs> they were just like oh these poor townhouse people. <laughs> That's did you, like, did yeah. they put a, a fence up, or is he just copping golf balls through the window like every? There was other day? Uh, like a decent fence, but I think they all just had back gates, like for some reason. I guess just so you could get access to the yeah, back right. of the property without having to walk all the way around a golf course, yep, you yep, know. Yep, but yep. it was awesome. Very easy to fucking muck up there for sure. Yeah, we used to. There was a driving range near our place, and when we we're like, well, not near my place, near my friend's place. And we used to go down there to steal balls, like like buckets of balls, because they would knock them all down there, and then. The, the guy would scoop them all up, but there would just be stuff in the bushes. And we just had like a thousand of these golf balls and then had no idea what to do with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, this is how make our rig. grabbing them being like the street value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was some value. To all, a little all we, could fit, we were like, do we sell them back to the golf course? Like the driving yeah. range? Like they're the That's only people. Who, but like, they'd be like, where do you want to, you guys got all them? <laughs> these have our venue names. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> You're like, no, no, these are exclusives. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, walking back with buckets of balls like we're rich and Nobody can see us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just part walking slowly past the clubhouse. There is something awesome about a child get rich quick scheme. You mm, know, we, yeah. I think when when we were young, me and my friend were convinced they on PC they released a Nickelodeon like make your own cartoon program, and we were like, if we can get the money together for that we will blow this town and we are Hollywood bound. And it's just like one of those things, you know, where you could get like Ran and get him to do like a salute for something. And we were just like, we're going to be animators. Like that's the plan. The only thing stopping us is our parents not giving us the money to buy this thing. And we never got it. We were furious the whole time. Jeez. Um, I did want to bring up, because there was a lot of famous people, but a bit of a, I don't know if you're... um, Grew up watching rugby league, Alex. But uh, um, yeah, like every Friday, Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With be, my dad. Yeah. That's it. So uh, <laughs> Ipswich is a bit of a um, breeding ground for footy players. Um, some legends there. But I just this this is a cracking story that cracked me up about this. But um, the the Walters brothers. Oh yeah. Um, um, Kevy. Kevin. Uh, Steve and Kerrod. 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 One of the worst names I've ever heard. Every time, because they're twins, Kevin and Kerrod, and every time they would play, my mum would watch. The you know when there would be like Kevin and Kerrod and Mum would go, who'd bloody name their kids Kevin and Kerrod? That's something wrong with that woman. <laughs> Every time, uh, but uh, the Walters brothers and Alfie Langer all came from Ipswich and um, they were known that. And then they all they all well, Steve went to I think Canberra, but the three of them, Kevin, 
Kerrod and Alfie uh, play for the Broncos. And uh, in Fatty Vorton's first ever commentary call, um, he's, he's commentating the Broncos against the Warriors, right? Yeah. And what happens is his first ever call and uh, the, the, the try goes, it goes Kevin, uh, Walters, um, to Kerrod, to Langer, to score. And Fatty goes... Uh, great work there from the boys from Two Head City, <laughs> which I don't know if that's like I, I, you know every town outside of a major city is Two Head City. You know everyone's got two heads there, but apparently it's a bit of a nickname for Ipswich is Two Head City. Um, so anyway, the Ipswich blows up about it. It's in the paper. Fatty Vorton insults Ipswich. Everyone's really upset, and Channel Nine make Fatty ring the mayor of Ipswich because he's going off, going this is bloody insulting Two Head City on the TV. So Fatty's, Fatty's on the phone for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fatty's, uh, Fatty's on one. So, um, so anyway, the, the Fatty's like, "Fuck, I got to call the fucking." There's mayor. something uniquely Australian about being like, "Yeah, the mayor got a phone call from a guy named Fatty." Yeah. <laughs> about calling your city to Yeah, city. yeah. So Fatty on television, ins- Fatty insulted us. It's like it's like. It's sort of like embarrassing to care what anyone called Fatty says. About yeah, him. You know, it's exactly. like you don't need an apology from this guy. Just don't listen to him. He's called Fatty. Yeah, he's like, you don't know what it's like to have a bad nickname, you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, Fatty's like, oh fuck, all right, I'll call the fucking mayor. So anyway, he calls up the mayor and he's like, sorry, it's just what you know. I grew up in Brisbane and we just call Ipswich to our city. It's just, it's just a bit of a colloquial, you know. Uh, sorry, it's just what we do. It's just what it is. We just do it. And the mayor's going off and off and off at him and then Fatty eventually gets a shit so he's like yeah righty mate anyway which head am I bloody talking to <laughs> <laughs> now that's good that is yeah, fucking that is yeah, yeah. fuck Fatty's oh, good yeah. Fatty's good he's got a, him good that is red hot yeah I love it I used to see Wendell Saylor around but that was in Brizzy yeah right yeah yeah at um and he was, he's a big fella. Intrapilly shopping boy. center. He was always in the food court. <laughs> yeah, he, he had to eat. Clearing it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're a sold out sign. Every, everyone's closing early. <laughs> oh, no. Wendell's coming. Oh, yeah. I got a bit of a, a local hero. I love this lady. Uh, she's a 35-year-old woman from Ipswich. She got charged with defrauding uh, major supermarket chains with a devious and remarkably complicated shoplifting scam. <laughs> Right up my alley. Um, basically, what she did is she used her own home equipment to scan the barcodes on 65-cent instant noodle packets, print them, glue them to adhesive stickers, and then stick them over the barcodes of stuff in the shops. Oh, shit. So, she's, br- she's like BYO. So, that's the scanning oh, prawns shit. as potatoes, but like... Next level. Next like, level. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I, I, like, not, look, I won't say it was me, but someone on this podcast as a young man used to print out the, you'd get like the cheapest nuts and do like you weigh one gram of peanuts, comes out seven cents. And you slap that barcode over a steak, over fucking okay. anything you want. And so yeah. I'd, I'd do a whole... Got to like, print onto stickers though. But did you? We had to do it in I mean, the store. I mean, did they? In the, in the st- in yeah. the, this person would have done it in the <laughs> store. You just so said it was you. Risk, <laughs> risk, risk, <laughs> just literally like, anyway, no, I did no. that. Uh, but anyway, this person... I was referring to the listener fella. at home. I was speaking in the second person. So this... And, wait, I, I just briefly forgot. This is pre-self-checkout, um, this lady. This lady yeah. is... This is pre-self-checkout, uh, right? No, no. I, well, no, actually, is it? It's got to be, right? I don't know, but it's possible, but she... Very elaborate when you can just literally scan them. Well, I think because then... like, And you can just walk out with stuff. You're not yeah. putting stuff, like, she's just, like, scanning. So she's, you know, her mind is, looks like everything's above board, but everything costs 65 right, cents. Because she's okay. printed her own things, and she brings them along, she's got them in the pocket, and just like, boom, boom, boom. Um, she she ended up getting caught eventually, right? Um, 
and they the the, the magistrate's court said that when police searched the home, they found glue sticks. Cop- <laughs> cop- <laughs> Don't go in there. <laughs> no, she's got a, copies, a lab set up. Copies of the instant Google barcodes on, on her computer and then items still with the fake barcodes attached. Um, and, but her defence was she was uh, motivated largely by need rather than greed. That was her And the glue thing. was just for sniffing. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't too long. Um, she, she, pled, she ended up pleading guilty. Uh, she was sentenced to nine months in jail, suspended for three years, fined 150 oh, bucks, which is not bad. Uh, How much money we talking? 150. She would have saved so much <laughs> yeah, more yeah. than well, She was ordered to pay back a total of $3,615 okay. to the chains, right? But... I like this because her defense lawyer was like, she was motivated by uh, need rather than greed. You know, she, she needed this stuff to survive. Fair enough. Like, you know, yeah. um, but here's the list of stuff that she took. Okay. Uh, so she had uh, finished dishwashing tablets. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Set of sheets, Pantene. I don't even have a dishwasher. <laughs> 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 we all got to, we all got to wash our hair. We need Kleenex, toilet paper, a frying pan, okay. uh, a Valeda mop. Celebrity oh. protein powder. <laughs> oh, you got to get in shape, you know. Two, two $199 coffee pod machines. <laughs> <laughs> One for I the need a spare. Uh, 20, $27 rump roast, uh, bacon, and more than 30 slabs of meat. So she's just, I don't know, protein powder, meat, coffee. Yeah, she's bulking. Um, and what I love as well is that nobody had, was any the wiser, right? Because this is a pretty sophisticated slam, uh, scam. I think we can all agree. Um, but what <laughs> the way she came undone was that the store manager was getting all these reports in of like their stock, and he's like, "Why are we selling so much fucking migraine?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she didn't mix yeah. up the product. No, it was oh, the same fucking no. One, so. Yeah, it must have been that family that bought the fish and chip shop. <laughs> 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 Everyone else is eating. That stuff. <laughs> oh god. That um. Like, not as sophisticated, but when I worked in Big W, like, the amount of people who think they can get away with swapping barcodes, insane. Like, and, like, people, like, you know, all kinds. Like, people who you're, like, obviously a shoplifter, but then, like, you know, like a mum with two (laughs) kids or something. Yeah, yeah. Burglar mask, (laughs) he's got a sack. Yeah, with a dollar sign. (laughs) But then, like, like a mum with two kids being like, can you believe the entire fifth season of One Tree Hill costs... 89 cents and you're like oh yeah i can you just put a sticker for a birthday card on top of it. <laughs> and they're like what and it because it's such a when you're printing your own barcodes that's you know you're busted but like these people would just be like oh someone must someone else must yeah. have done it. i've never thought to do that i've never thought to to switch the sticker it's a risky play I mean, because you gotta it be, you gotta sell. Uh, you has to be self checkout, right? Because the no, the, no, no. The, man. Like, what, what you reckon? You the person's just scanning no, no, it. And yeah, I, what you do? They if you want to steal from Big W, again, <laughs> I've given this advice too many times. But you pick out like the 15, 16 year old that does not give a shit. They won't check. Like if you like scan like a full price video game and <laughs> slap a sticker on and say like, "Hey, is that much?" If it's busy enough, they won't call their supervisor or anyone, they might put it through. You scan a PlayStation 5 through and they'll, that'll be 89 cents uh, and they <laughs> nothing. Cl- that will click, yeah. But like I think there are people like you can identify certain people who will let something go and people who will be very strenuous mm. about it. Like we've seen, I've seen people like walk out with stuff where you're like, hold on, that doesn't cost 89 cents. And then like. The I think it helps that you have like a beard and you're like a dude because a 15 year old is probably not going to go up against you. But I look like a sort of just haggard 15 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't be intimidated by me and they'd just right. be like, 
they just feel like, yeah, bitch, they're not getting that. Right. So they, it's you know me how f- buying Anko. Fucking, <laughs> like, it's already yeah. 20 cents. So I'm trying to get it cheaper. You know how fast Jamie would fold if a 15-year-old went at him? Yeah, that's yeah. actually yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's like, don't tell me. This was also like 15 years ago, so no beer no. here. I would have okay. been like a little waif and someone would have been like, that actually cost $5. And I would have been like, you're the boss. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like when it's really busy as well, like you just get override codes. You're not supposed to. But everyone gives it out because it takes so much time. So, like, you can just override I think stuff. the staff are also taught just not to have any confrontation. They're yeah. like, just let them go. Yeah. I don't care. What's that? Well, such hi- a big company. Uh, you, you're, a high, you're a kid. You're in high school. It's so weird. Like, you know, at the time when I had a job, I got my first job when I was 14, nine months, like, on the fucking dot. And at the time, it's normal. But now as an adult, like, I say this all the time, but you go to McDonald's and you oh. look around and you're like... This is staffed by children. Oh, it's I, so weird. I, I know. I literally, I was the other week and I was like, look at that little kid. He's working there. And then I, he turned around and he was, and I realised he was a man. He was yelling at someone who looked even younger. I'm like, he's the senior. And then the other one, I was like, that must be his son or someone's like brother. There's just, just three babies. They couldn't get a babysitter or something. And he, but he's got the hat on. And I'm like, what is going on? It felt like it was like child labour, like for, you know, 1700s or something. You know, it was so weird. Did you work uh, any, Oh, yeah, I had jobs? a job young. I think I worked at this coffee shop in the city when I was, like, 13. Oh, wow. like, And I got $7 an hour. <laughs> oh, Hell, yeah. God. And then when I was 14, I moved um, to this other place closer to home, and that was, I remember, $10 an hour, and I was oh. like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> I was so into it. Oh, you were in the money. Yeah, 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 I felt like I was rolling in it. Yeah, it was so <laughs> yeah. good. We got to lower these tax brackets. You start becoming, like, a libertarian. You're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're like. <laughs> I think now, looking back, I never realised. I was like, I feel so sorry for my coworkers having to hang out with me. Because like, I saw myself as really mature and, like, cool. And I was working with like you know old baristas that were like 20 yeah. and I'm just there like chatting to them and I was yeah. like fuck I must have been so what was I saying <laughs> and the craziest thing happened at big lunch <laughs> <laughs> they would have been like uh-huh. and no one was ever mean to me I would have been like shut the fuck up sorry, sorry. they were all just like yeah cool good on you wow did you get a, like were you like making the coffees and stuff like were you dealing with I customers I was when I was at the first place and I shouldn't have been because no one taught me how to do it and I was just like like a little kid on a pretend like I had no idea what I was doing. I'm pretty sure I served the worst coffee <laughs> anyone's ever had. Like it was just disgusting. Oh, but no. as I, when I got older, I got I learned how to do it. So properly. they're like, let's hire a 13 year old, pay seven dollars, and we don't need to show her what to do. Like surely she's figured this out. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. That's why. Surely she started when she was five. <laughs> she knows what she's probably experienced. Yeah, yeah she's looking for 13 year old, five years experience and <laughs> <laughs> making coffee. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I do want to bring up and um. <laughs> And like, apologies in advance, but this is a long one, but we got to talk about this bloke. Half time. Um, so this is the saga of Paul Pasali. Mm. Okay. So this is council. This is the mayor. Um, not, not, the, not Fatty's mayor. Not Fatty's mayor. I, I think that this was before his time. Yep. Um, uh, and, uh, and look, I'll, I will do my best. There's a lot of names. It's, it's going to be a, a, a wild one to follow. Here's the background. Uh, he's known as Mr. Ipswich. Right? This is how, how Ipswich this bloke cool. is. That That's sounds like a self-described. He's, he's the first head. He, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he served mm-hmm. as mayor of Ipswich from 2004 to 2017, uh, which made him one of Queensland's longest serving mayors. He was last elected in 2016 with 83% of the vote. Wow. So he's a very, very popular. Very popular. Very popular bloke. Uh, his family moved to Ipswich from Syracuse in Italy, um, and he once told Inside Story 
that, quote, if the coalition government were the government when my parents came over in the big boats from Sicily, I'd be the mayor of Manus Island. Wow, okay. So he's kind of got this... And he was a liberal or is he He was a Labour, Labour, oh, right, Labour okay. fella. Um, but you can tell, like, he's kind of got that sort of... Uh, lust for power like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the situation is he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna find a way to get to the top mm-hmm. um and no sort of political principles backing it up at, um whatsoever there's a another quote from a former late labor state mp who features pretty heavily in this story by the name joanne miller uh so and she said if ipswich was a liberal party city he would have joined the liberals like that, yeah, he's he, that kind he of guy. Do, yeah, he's he doesn't a give a he doesn't give a fuck. He totally. just, as long as he's up there. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Um, so in the eighties, he started a company called the Young Unemployed People of Ipswich. As a, as wow, <laughs> that sounds like a, like an indie band or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically that was a way to monetize the deindustrialization of the area that hastened under Paul Keating at the time. Um, and it's still, I found out, like I looked into it, it's still going today. It's called Challenge Employment and Training. It's like an, one of those unemployment centers. It's like, you, they get a cut from yeah. the government by getting people a job. Yeah. He, so he's trying to like, well, that's trying to monetize that. Okay, cool. 1991, he's elected to council, um, right as the unemployment rate hits 11%. So Ipswich is in the doldrums. 1994, he unsuccessfully runs for mayor. Um, incidentally, that was the same year that Pauline Hanson was elected to council. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if you, did you know that Pauline Hanson was elected to council and her big platform was the anti-library candidate? <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Man, that's so good. Um, oh, oh, what uh, an untapped voting block. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the I mean? Library Jeez, yeah. <laughs> the library haters. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, 1995. <laughs> Uh, the can- 95, the councils of Ipswich and the neighbouring shire of Morton uh, merge to create a super council. Um, mm. That triggers a, a by-election. Pasali wins his way back into chambers with all the like a preference deals, and they were all allocated at the expense of Pauline Hanson. So she is furious. She hates fucking Pasali. She hates two things now. She <laughs> Libraries, yeah. Paul, and soon to be the immigrants to come. Thing. Yeah. Um, oh, that's probably he's an immigrant, right? She, yeah, Might exactly. There you go. Um, so she's furious. She blames Labor for that. Uh, and then she wins pre-selection with the Liberal Party for the federal seat of Oxley, literally with revenge in her heart. She's like, I want to get back at this fucking prick. I hate Labor. I hate Pasali. Um, 1996, the next year, Pauline Hanson, she gets disendorsed by the Liberals for intac- uh, attacking Indigenous Australians, which um, sees her popularity explode <sighs> because Australia's Real fucking... Dark Australia. Australia. Yeah. Australian politics there. Um, they kind of blame it on one fucking it's Australia and there's a lot of racist people Two, it kind of also gave the labor voters in Ipswich a chance to beat Paul Keating because they fucking hate Paul oh, Keating. They hated right. Keating. So they were like, yeah, because he got rid of the mind. Exactly. Was. Exactly. Oh, right. Okay. So, um, and, and of that kind of whole situation, there's another ex labor state MP who again will feature fairly heavily in the story, Rachel Nolan, and she said, um, quote, Pasali took of the one nation, one nation phenomenon that sticking up for low-skilled and semi-skilled blokes was a ticket to power. Right. So he starts going, all right, I can see how the game's sort of played mm, here. That's early Trumpish sort of, yeah. He's very Trumpy, this guy. So mm. that's 96. In the year 2000, he is appointed deputy mayor. And that's sort of when this long list of scandals starts to, starts to sort of take off. Um. I won't go into heaps of detail of, of the scandals <laughs> because honestly, it, it'd be a fucking three-hour pod. Um, but the whole I thing you brought like thirty pages, but you're also ready off your phone. You're like, uh, well, there's not enough paper. I also <laughs> like how you were like said that um, Miller was gonna 
feature, was that her name? Rachel Rachel Nolan and Joanne Nolan, Miller. Yeah, Miller. I'm going to feature heavy in this story. I'm like, the story hasn't started? <laughs> 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 like, when does oh, the story this start? This is the preamble. This is the preamble, I'll tell you. Um, the, whole sort of, the whole thing can be summed up uh, by a quote from the article that I based a lot of this research on, um, which basically says, his council's answer to industrial decline was unfettered development. So mm-hmm. he's just like, he's starting to put all this stuff together. And I also will stop here to give a shout out to uh, Lech Blaine, who wrote this article that I based a lot of this on, who is fucking awesome. He's like, he's written all these great rugby league articles. He also has a, an unread DM from me sitting in his Twitter inbox from <laughs> two years ago asking him to come on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are listening, Lech, uh, send at 12. If you know Lech, come on the yeah, pod. Yeah, yeah, send yeah. what, 11 p.m. at night after seven beers. <laughs> yeah, Raiders probably. lost. Drew's like, I'm going to start sending some more. And beers. maybe call in with an apology. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Write an article about how you're sorry. Um, so basically what happened was, this is the first scandal, right? A, a hinterland of redundant open-cut coal mines was converted into dumps. Like something dreamt up by Montgomery Burns, the waste companies, some of which were future campaign donors to Pasali, filled the former mines with rubbish transported from other states and cities. So he would chuck, he would he sold all the coal mines that shut down and just was like, sell me your rubbish. Like, oh, yeah. In city. Yeah. In city. Um, he was holding, he was chucking conferences on in, in Ipswich with the slogan, Ipswich welcomes waste. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember these times. I went to those dumps. Yeah? Yeah, some of the, the better ones, not just, straight, <laughs> not just straight up, like, yeah, not yeah. really binge stuff. You've got to like, read the timeout top five dumps to visit, you know? You, might, you don't want to waste <laughs> yeah, time at some secondary had, dump. Like, yeah, couches and stuff. Yeah, yeah right, yeah, a couple yeah. of tyres. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at the same time this is happening, uh, a new development was popping up a little bit further away called Springfield, which I'm sure yeah. you're familiar with. Um, this was funded by a Malaysian property developer named uh, Maha Sinathambi, um, who he, he went right ahead and just raised a koala habitat to build Springfield. Just fucking destroyed it. Flattened not it. Not raised it, not. Yeah, no, like raises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other definition of yeah, the word the raised. Very opposite. Um, he turned an $8 million <laughs> loan into a billion dollar fortune by just Ooh, wiping out some koalas right. and chucking yeah. up Springfield. That makes sense now. Um, Pasali sees all this, loves it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, did you say a billion? Yeah. He's, Pasali was quoted as saying, from the day I met Maha, we sort of became very good friends and I think what united us was our shared vision. So this like just like loves yeah development he wants to make he wants to put ipswich on the map as like the city he doesn't want to be two-head city anymore um he so 2004 he at this point incest sounds pretty good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> no koalas dumps two, yeah uh, um 2004 is when he fi- when he actually becomes mayor not just deputy mayor and he starts immediately butting heads with joe ann miller who we heard from earlier um basically a bunch of the whistleblowers start being like uh, the, like the council are secretly allocating themselves ratepayer funded salaries, travel accounts, like fully decking out their offices. And she's like, look, all these whistleblowers in the office are like, you know, why has Paul got 18 new leather couches in his office? Like, what the fuck is going on? Because he went to the dump. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she and Joanne Miller ends up making a series of speeches calling for a, um, a, a remuneration tribunal. Eventually, that gets introduced by uh, Peter Beattie in 2007. Um, so, Pasali never wanted to take things lying down. Um, he went ahead and had Joanne Miller's daughter's guinea pig strangled. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. 
How do you even organise that? I have no fucking idea. He tried to blow up her house. Like, hey, for real? He had people come around to her house and set the gas on fire to, to try to like blow the house up. And he had, uh, quote, goons threaten her down at the shops anytime she went down. But hold on, I mean, guinea pigs don't even have a neck, do they? I feel like how do you even <laughs> They're strangle? They're like all neck. Yeah, well, I guess you just squeeze <laughs> it or I something. squeeze, yeah. But is some like assassin? How do you even get access to it? Too? Yeah. Look. I don't know. Pasali works the way Pasali works, That man. is so He's weird. He's got goons at his beck and call. Wow. Be- because she was on the, she was on the council, right? She was a state MP. She was... Oh, right. So, so she was receiving whistleblower stuff from the council. Gotcha. And what sh- a psycho. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. And it gets worse. Um, so... <laughs> so... Don't tell me he also drank drive. Because <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm on the fence right now. But um, So the next up, so that's Joanne Miller. Next up is Rachel Nolan, who becomes another one of his sort of bugbears. She entered parliament as the state member for Ipswich at quite like a very young age, comp- you know, um, comparatively. 13. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said it much an hour. If you can make a coffee, you can <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so the local media very tastefully used to depict her constantly as a schoolgirl with pigtails and a skipping rope. Oh, my God. So that's the, that's the Ipswich <laughs> paper. Um, she starts butting heads over a big shopping centre that's now they're called Riverlink, which I guess is the, the plaza. It's over the river from the CBD. Riverlink. Yeah, I don't know. I always went to Red Bank shopping centre. So okay. Well, I... I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I believe you've done a lot of research. Um <laughs> There was she, all she wanted. So basically, there was a, uh, the CBD. There was a river, and then this de- billionaire developer named Bob L wanted to make a huge plaza. And Rachel Nolan was like, "That's fine, whatever. Can we just have a pedestrian bridge so that there's some foot traffic into the CBD? Like the shops, the tenancies are breaking mm-hmm. down. Like we just want a vibrant, you know, bit of vibrancy here." Mm. And he was just like, uh, "Well, he told her to shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> Um, and threatened to sue her, um, and eventually the whole development goes ahead. No bridge, so she's she hates him. And scumbags hate walking. They <laughs> yeah. just hate. They, like, they hate it. They hate foot traffic. Yeah, yeah. Let's take helicopter. Um, so that's 07. 2008, Pasali's re-elected with eighty one point three one percent of the vote. So this bloke, ne- he is yeah, he's popular. His popularity mm-hmm. never wavers, right? Um, or anti-guinea pig people in town. Or <laughs> but it, so stuff's, is stuff coming out about it him publicly re- at this little dribs and drabs, but people I don't think people would it. know about the guinea pig or the, the yeah, gas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that shit's probably not coming out. Um, he did, so when he was re-elected in 2008, he said, um, he's quoted in the local paper as saying, um, just referring to people's birth certificates, he goes, the born in Ipswich, Ipswich certificates, I've given out thousands of them. But you know what I've given out more of? I wish I was born in Ipswich certificates. So oh, he's, boost, he's a I'm booster voting. of the town. Yeah. He says a thousand, it's 500 because it's one for every two heads. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> How do we count it? He's like, well, of course it's thousands. Um, then uh, skip ahead. 2012, he publicly endorses Campbell Newman as the next premier, which goes against his party. This is a liberal national guy. Yep. So he's already breaking away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Making, no, he's not making many friends in the Labor Party, even though he remained a you know Labor man his entire life. Um, he gets re-elected. This is four years later. He gets re-elected this time with a personal best of eighty-seven point eight one percent of the vote. Jesus no Christ. man's ever had these like four votes. That is these, unbelievable. These are like fucking Eastern European dictatorships. Yeah, they, yeah. They like, almost sound like fudged numbers. They do, yeah. But mm. I don't. They weren't, were no, they? No. Um, 
Uh, so meanwhile, he's getting all these campaign donations from these shady companies. One of them is called the Australia Water, uh, Australia Water Holdings, which is headed up by a guy named Nick Girolmo, um, and it was heavily invested in by another character who has turned up on this pod before, one Mr. Eddie Obey Jr. Okay. So he's... Labor, dodgy labor. Dodgy labor. Dodgy labor. Um, and again, like the Obeid situation, we've, we've kind of covered, but basically there's... there's it's a very buddy-buddy relationship between developer, um, random company, politician, media. It's all this just incestuous little like mm-hmm. cesspool. Um, and and Campbell Newman is, is part of this. This is a reason he endorsed him is that all these guys are paying each other. They're all giving each other campaign donations and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's given his mates um, like plum jobs on the boards of these companies, right? Like So one of his mates was appointed... Uh, the director of Sekisui House, which got a development contract with Australia Water Holdings, and Pasali um, co-owned a million-dollar penthouse in Brisbane with the guy's wife. So he's and and also apparently this penthouse was used exclusively by Pasali and this dude to entertain their mistresses. Like that was the the whole purpose of the house is okay. this is our have sex with she's on our partners <laughs> house. In so many words. Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. and in the wife is the co owner, it's not even the guy. Um, I feel like if you're getting it voted eighty five percent like multiple years in a row, you just you're invincible at that point. Yeah. Do you know? Like totally. I, I imagine that it's um, going to his head. So yeah, yeah imagine right. your wife being like, "Are you cheating on me?" He's like, "Look at the numbers." <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, you idiot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm cheating. Fifteen percent. You're not like yeah. running for. What count. are you going to do? Not vote for me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like running yeah. for council, just being like, "And if I get elected again, I am going to build cheat house." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so like his, and it's not for you, <laughs> just for me. His friend's <laughs> wife owns it, so the, the, that guy has to be like, "Honey, do you have the keys to the cheat house? I'm going to go cheat <laughs> on you." Yeah. Like, Here you go, run along. Oh. Um, so at, naturally at this point journos are really starting to sniff around um, there's all these sort of um, stories kind of coming out and the two main papers in the area we've got the Courier Mail uh, and they are they're breaking heaps of stories then you have the Queensland Times who absolutely fucking love Pasali mm-hmm. um, might possibly have something to do with the fact that he hooked him up with a huge contract to develop a newsletter at his mate's company Sekisui House <laughs> Okay, but the editor is like more or less on the payroll. Yeah. And so a journal is describing uh, in this article how anyone at the Queensland Times who tried to report on him were bullied and had their stories killed. <laughs> so bullied, just getting wedgy. Yeah. And yeah. Wet <laughs> <and stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to write a story. Stop throwing things at me. <laughs> oh, wet willy while trying to write a story. Hey, that's, a good image. that's gonna He's kill invi- a story. Inviting all the female journalists to the cheat house and they're being like, actually, you're ugly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ew, look at her. She thought I was gonna fuck you, her. Yeah, you seriously <laughs> thought I'd fuck you. <laughs> Um, this this journo who was I think working uh, at Queensland Times at the time he described what he called Pasali's pathological flattery and said he watched he watched other journalists get seduced by the goofy mayor who offered personal tours of his Guinness World Record collection of espresso cups <laughs> which like one of the most aggressively Italian things I've ever heard yeah. what a king um, 2015 now um, Anna Palaszczuk becomes premier and Pasali's old foe, Joe N. Miller, is appointed police minister. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good for him. <laughs> um, 
she nemesis as police minister. She tried to shut down um, the police communication center in Ipswich, and because it was just like falling apart, like, uh, and she wanted to centralize it all in Brisbane, right? So all the calls just come through a central hub, uh, and he loses his fucking mind, and he's like, "She's costing us jobs. This is Ipswich, you know. Mm-hmm. How dare you cost <laughs> us jobs?" Making a big song and dance about it. Really, he just had a mole at the Ipswich Centre and was using their CCTV for his own personal purposes. Fucking hell. <laughs> so he's spying on political opponents and stuff. Uh, and then here I'll quote directly from this article. Uh, at the height of the public stoush with Miller, Pasali appeared on a podcast for the local youth group Gen Y in which he ad-libbed a misogynistic skit about the police minister, subsequently urging her to have some fun. The segment was filmed and posted online. In it, the mayor dons a pair of sun- sunglasses, a high-vis work shirt, and a blonde wig given to him by the three male hosts Uh-oh. and clutches a can of Forex gold. Uh-oh. And, you know, this not, was not, a set-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> set him up. <laughs> so he's, like, making fun of her, Well, dressed as her. Let's hit the Bluetooth because I do have oh, the yeah, video. Yeah. Oh, it's hey, the best suburb. It's the best suburb. Rose was uh, the best suburb. Yeah, no, I get it. It's because it's, it's like a suburb. Oh. <laughs> In actual fact, nobody knows who I am. So, yeah, yeah, don't talk about Joe Emile. Yeah, you can do it for I'm really really these three losers. We really have to kick her out of home. Because she just bullied me. And she said she's going to leave home. Oh my and God. And she wants to beat up the mayor of Ipswich. She wants the mayor of Ipswich in jail. Yeah. That's you. Well, just a fruitful opinion. my cornflakes. Love yeah, it. Actually, that, this fun. That's all right. Thank, oh, thank awesome. you very much, Paul. Oh, we're going to wrap that up there, Paul. My final thing. Uh, yeah. My final thing. I slept with the man. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Oh, on a bombshell. <laughs> yeah. Leave it It's a bombshell. <laughs> Another scandal in the Another switch. Another scandal. Stay tuned. Another Take it to jail, I say. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. You, Gen Y, don't be scared of the mayor. He has no, great no, ideas for Ipswich. Look at this, he's fun. He's oh, mate, look at that. He's got the art gallery. Somebody must have did something in the art gallery where they had a painting of me and says, the mayor has a secret. And everybody's looking at him, looking at me, and I said, that's wrong. <laughs> Should be S. Yes. Secrets. Secrets. Who hasn't got a secret out yeah, there? Yeah, Let me know. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Imagine, that's like, he's... Imagine when he walked into that podcast room holding that uh, yeah. fucking yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. wig uh, and like, Hive is like, oh my God, <laughs> what has he got in? He's got something planned. Yeah, but, but also, like, like remember, you can, cause they said, does he realise what a podcast is? Good thing they had the video <laughs> set yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah, he just true. did a bit of a girly Also, sometimes, you know, when you're like... I remember like when you ran like open mic rooms and someone would walk in and they'd be like, I got props and you'd be like, Oh fuck me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've judged a few roars, like <laughs> yeah. in Melbourne. And yeah, there's always still one middle aged guy from the country with a little dress up act. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like you're just counting down till when he mentions he fucked an animal. <laughs> yeah, like, just get the red pen out straight away. Yeah. What oh, is this? Big, big tick. Yeah. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> it's almost so like we said, you go so right. End up left. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like at that point with that character. Because you're like, this guy, this is satire. It has best. to be. It has <laughs> to be. It's it so has ridiculous. to be. Has he only got free to air? It has to be. Um, I got a question. What's the fucking podcast? It's, it was just called Gen Y. I don't think it's around anymore, but this is like 2015. But that would surely, there'd have to be comics, right? From like Brisbane? I don't think so. No, I think no, they were just no, three, just not, three, three, three dickheads. Um, but he, 
he eventually after that, like, and for those who didn't hear, right at the end, he's like pretending to be Joanne Miller, and and he goes, and one final thing, I slept with the mayor. Yeah, like just absolute oh. fucking grub. Real good. Um, so after that, he made a televised apology. Um, and it was it's very funny. <laughs> I don't you hit wearing the wigs. <laughs> yeah, still. wearing the wigs. Uh, <laughs> you joke. Uh, I, I, I don't. Oh. I don't have the video. I, I did watch it though. He's standing there with the three fellas standing behind him from the pod, and they look like school kids in trouble. Like they're like looking at the ground, and he's there in a full suit. It's in a park, and he's like, um, he, he's going, "Oh, I just you know, I'd like to apologize to Joanne Miller. I was just having a little bit of fun." And then it cuts to him in the wig going, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry." Oh my <laughs> just, like, god! Doubles so doubles down. Doubles down. Oh, uh, what? Insane, right? Um, and he's the current at the time, the current mayor. He's not. He was still the mayor. He's the mayor. Still the mayor. He's the mayor. Unbelievable. So after this whole um, sort of fracas, the, uh, Joanne, it's, I can't get over it because he actually had two heads. So it's so funny. <laughs> 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 he's got the wig and the nod. The wig and the nod. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's like, a great he actor. Metaphorically, <laughs> yeah. two heads. Pod so. downloads for them must have been so good that week. Too. I bet they would have spiked. Oh, they yeah, they it. went from none. Joanne Miller after. After this whole thing, she told members of the council that Pasali would eventually go to jail one day and that they should get rid of him. So she kind of just gave him a warning, like, well, you, you can't keep fucking protecting this guy, right? So you got him dressing up, mocking her on television and podcasts. You have her stating what's a pretty reasonable opinion. Mm. Um, so, of course, the Queensland Times newspaper accused her of bullying him. <laughs> oh, my God. And the heat got so bad that Palaszczuk asked her to resign. Oh, my oh. God. That's unbelievable. It's fucking insane. Leave him alone. <laughs> I mean, he is p- clearly mentally ill. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so against this background um, of just everything that's going on, right, there's just a constant drip feed of absolutely just fucked behavior and corruption. Like the corruption never stops. Um, I've got a few examples. Um, according to the council driver, Stephen Potts. So he did have a driver, no drink driving charge. So he <laughs> okay. got rid of that. Um, Stephen Potts, his uh, council driver, said that Pasali was getting chauffeured to brothels and massage parlors two to three times a week. Um, <laughs> he has a house for this! And, and he once took the piss out of Potts, who's a gay man, for not accepting a happy ending when they were getting a massage. Uh, he started a company with a bloke named Paul Tully that was supposed to revitalise the CBD. Um, so him and Tully borrowed $45 million from the state government to buy the Ipswich City Square, which they then proceeded to use to go on fact-finding missions to Italy, France, the UK, the United uh, Arab Emirates. Fact-finding. Fact-finding, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tully later said to the Courier-Mail, quote, that old saying, what goes on tour stays on tour, had an Ipswich connotation. No tales past gales, which is like a suburb of Ipswich. Right, okay. So he's just like, yeah, we were rooting prostitutes the entire time, baby. <laughs> Jesus, finding out facts um, in brothels in Amsterdam, yeah. And then, it, so 2016, his campaign wasn't going so well. Like, <laughs> you're at 74%. Because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, basically, yeah, there's whispers around town of the corruption, stories are leaking. The fucked, like, he absolutely fucked the CBD because, like, they <laughs> he actually fucked They yeah, <laughs> put a hole in it and fucked it. Uh, and then, to, to top it all off, toxic fumes had started pouring from all the waste dumps that he, <laughs> that he started a decade earlier. <laughs> Um, so this is another quote from the article. Pasali, perhaps drawing inspiration from Donald Trump's purpo- uh, purported wall on the US border with Mexico, then produced his most virtuosic rendition of bullshit. 
He promised to build a lagoon in the heart of Lipswich. Of Ipswich. A lagoon could be anything, he said. People think of a swimming pool, but it's not going to be that. It's a drain. <laughs> it's a drain. <laughs> It'd be a yeah, shitty yeah. puddle. It's a drain that doesn't flow well. And also, yeah. at the time... It's just toxic waste. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, everyone was like... You, th- this isn't a plan. Like, there's no plan here. What, like, what are you doing? But, of course, the Queensland Times are, like, mocking up photos of him like this in the CBD and they've photoshopped an awesome-looking lagoon yeah. behind him and stuff. It's Unbelievable. Like, lagoon. It's not, like, there's a river, but it's not. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, it's right? It's so weird. I, uh, it's not like the Gold Coast the or something best, with those. The best, at best case scenario, you have what is essentially, like, um, uh, South Bank, you know, you know the yeah, like the, what, the indoor fake beach? beach, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. The it's out best. there, but it's yeah, but heaps of um, did it? Uh, there was like a pedophile thing that happened there. <laughs> <laughs> you know about this? Do go no. Oh, it was just like it became known for it because there was like a guy, like guys would go and take photos of kids swimming in oh. their underwear, and then it became just like a bit of a like, oh, like every time you want to go to the beach, you're it's like a bit of a stinker. Yeah, because I think like. I guess pedophiles can't be bothered going to the actual beach. They're right. just like in okay. the city. They're like, yeah, at least they can access it via the bus route. <laughs> you know, they can't get to the Gold Coast that easily. So. Very lazy pedophiles. But that became somehow. like a real like sour note on that beach. Yeah. Oh, I've, like, I've been there so many times because my mum was in Brisbane. We always go, when I go there, she's like, let's take the kids down to South Bank. And I'm going to be like, Jesus. Were you a hot kid? Because <laughs> <laughs> there could be a photo yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah. the dark around. But I do remember my mum being like, don't look out for men taking photos. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I had no concept of what a pedophile yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Was what like, are they? What am I, celebrity? You know, <laughs> yeah, paparazzi? Exactly. Is that what you're talking about, mum? Yeah, mum, I'm on the clock. So yeah. I'm going to get to work. Um, there... So during this time again, there are so many like just dodgy deals happening. Um, obviously, don't have time to get into all of them. Um, but uh, whistleblowers are starting to be directed to uh, what's called the Crime and Corruption Commission, the Triple C. Uh, and the thing that gets them over the line to officially open a file on him is a dinner at the Star Casino on the Gold Coast between him and Tully, and then another boat from the council, and then a, a, what was described as a flamboyant barrister named Sam DiCarlo and a Melbourne pizzeria owner named Chris Pinzoni. Um, so Pinzoni was trying to open a $40 million servo and childcare centre. <laughs> classic, classic combo. <laughs> <laughs> That's also way over budget, surely. Yeah, like, how big is, how is this kind of fucking um, me? And DiCarlo De, De, had a 10% stake in this and they basically said that they would give Pasali cash if he approved it. Like they were like, you know, we'll make it worth your while. Uh, and then instead of trying to sort of keep this quiet, like a backroom deal, he goes ahead and posts a photo uh, of the whole group online with Pasali, like giving him a cake with a birthday candle in it. Just like, woo, we're mates, you oh know, fucking God. just open corruption. Um, and so they go, okay, the triple C go, all right, we're going to open a file on this bloke and they call it Operation Windage. Um, and he's basically under surveillance from that point on, his phone is tapped and everything. So when, when they tap his phone, investigators uncover uh, an extortion attempt and this is kind of what brings him down in the end so the extortion attempt starts 2017 january DiCarlo organized a massage for pasali with a woman named yushin lee who told pasali that he should punish her ex-boyfriend zin lee who promised her marriage but was secretly already married with a child Mm -hmm. Uh, pasali agrees to do it he calls the guy pretending to be a private investigator and demands ten thousand dollars um, and 
Apparently, he gave him, this is another quote, a stream of non-sequiturs splicing sincere relationship advice and backhanded compliments with blackmail attempts. Um, the guy eventually calls his bluff and says, I'm not paying your shit. Uh, and Pasali immediately drops the act and says, this is Australia, buddy. We'll get you exported out of here the way you're talking. I know the government and I know the immigration minister. So he's oh, just like, I'm going to yeah, yeah. fucking boot all you. All for his like, happy ending mas- masseuse. All for a masseuse. Yeah, like a jerk job, basically. Uh, <laughs> So that's All for hand stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was an actual prostitute, yeah. he was fucking I can understand <laughs> if I brought down my entire government for mouth stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's strike one. Uh, strike two comes in February, the very next month, when he goes on one of his famous uh, ratepayer-funded fact-finding missions. Um, this time he went to Melbourne to see Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> fact, uh, he's still the boss. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> While he's down there, he met up with his old buddy Pinzoni and police listened as he asked him to organise a threesome with an escort <laughs> named Jojo. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a threesome so the blood with the guy with your mate and, and a chick and a chick named Jojo uh, and then in April Pinzoni is questioned <laughs> by police at Brisbane that's Airport two head, he's Jojo. a labour man he's not he's a labour man he's not conservative yeah that's right he's a, yeah, yeah, he's a free spirit <laughs> he's bi yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not touching it's, yeah, not, yeah, it's fine yeah, that's exactly right um, in April, Pinzoni's questioned by police at Brisbane Airport about five thousand in cash that he's holding. He says it's for his lawyer. Um, he then goes to a seafood restaurant. Where to get a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> he, he then goes from the airport to a seafood restaurant with Pasali, where he hands him over the five thousand plus another ten thousand, like in cash. He's just yeah, it's just open his fucking yeah. money, right? Uh, in May, Pasali heads back to Melbourne with Pinzoni. Um, and they're sitting in the ho- like a lobby of a hotel when a third man walks in silently and just, without saying a word, hands Pisali $50,000 in cash and walks away. Um, the two men, Pisali and Pinzoni, they head back to their hotel room and... Um, Make out. So 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 <laughs> 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 Rob the money on uh, for, 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 good, for good measure, they teed, up, they teed up another threesome with Jojo. So <laughs> 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 it's possible they um, did rub each other. So horny. Pinsali, come on. Um, <laughs> Let's get Jojo here. <laughs> Let's get Jojo to legitimise our game <laughs> so we're not gay. <laughs> she just can sit and watch. <laughs> yeah, it costs extra for her not <laughs> yeah, to be yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50000 just to watch. <laughs> like, we'll, pay for, we'll pay anything. Yeah, just tell everyone you're involved. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this takes us to June of 2017, and June was a very busy month. Uh, on the 5th of June, police seize the $50,000 at Melbourne Airport, um, but they, for some reason, let him travel on, right? Um, so in, uh, I think a few days later, the Triple C descends on his office uh, and raid it, where they find a bag under his desk containing condoms and Viagra. He checks into hospital the next day and gives a speech uh, to, like, a press conference in a white hospital gown, red socks, and st- uh, star-spangled pajamas, <laughs> announcing... <laughs> That he's glad they included that. Yeah, I, I just love that detail. <laughs> and he announces that he's retiring. He cites he's got poor health. Yeah. yeah. It's, going it's out. The time for me to step down. Always want to go out on a high note. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so then that's June 5. June 13, Independent Cairns MP Rob Pine tables a document in Parliament called Ipswich Inc. detailing all the allegations of corruption against the Pasalis uh, and, and his council, which had been leaked to him by Joanne Miller. So she eventually, she got her revenge. 
That's June 13. One week later, June 20, Pasadi's arrested. June 23, Rob Pine, the Cairns MP, gives a press conference with two of the blokes who did most of the leaking, which made up the document, Ipswich Inc. Uh, one of them is this local activist and community organiser named Jim Dodrell. Uh, two days later, June 25, a mysterious old bloke... Uh, which I love. <laughs> every story, every story needs one. <laughs> so detailed, all the names and then <laughs> the pivotal character. No one knows who a this guy old is. weirdo. Uh, he approached Jim Dodrell outside a Catholic church and he starts complaining about illegal trail bike riding in nearby bushland. Oh my God. Uh, so they arranged to meet at 4 pm to check it out. Um, Jim brings along his old man, Mitch. Mitch Dodrell, he's 74 years old. Um, and the, all three of these blokes go out um, to investigate. They meet up with Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're led to a drainage reserve and the old bloke just legs it and around 15 guys on trail bikes come out of the bush wielding rocks and iron bars yelling, kill the cunts. Holy oh. shit. And they start bashing them. Uh, 15 blokes? 15 blokes. Luckily, Jim's dad, this uh, Mitch, 74-year-old, hard Irish bloke, Irish immigrant, Still handy with his fists, and he fucking flogs, uh, starts flogging him. And then Jim himself was a karate instructor, so they literally find their way out of fifteen. This is a blokes. bad B-rate action movie. They're all mad dirt bikes, like But um, for uh, for his trouble, poor old seventy-four-year-old Mitch got stabbed three times with a sharpened screwdriver. Survived, so. You know, I now see well. why they film all the movies. And yeah, it. this is yeah. like Mad Max. This is four. not even on screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is right? unreal. Sharpened screwdriver. It's like a shank in it prison. Is, yeah. like, that, yeah. it's only, so weird. And of the fifteen dudes, only one guy served any time for it. The, the rest just got away with it. It was a nineteen-year-old kid. Um, so while that's going on, there's a by-election to see who would replace Pasale as the mayor. Um, and the winner ended up being this ex um, ex copper who ran on a platform of clamping down on corrupt uh, corruption. He won with 34.57% of the vote, less than half of Pasali's worst result. <laughs> so how did he, so I mean, Pasali is running. in prison. Yes. Oh, he's under arrest at this point. He's not been sentenced, but he is detained. Because a heap of them, I thought, got arrested in front of the government. Yeah. Is that his crew? It, that's his crew. Yeah. Um, so at this point, he is under arrest. Um, but there were polls, like there was polling done at the time, showing that Pasali would have easily won despite being under arrest. Oh, like he was yeah. still that popular. Man. God, he must be fucking good on camera. I haven't heard him talk. He must just be. Oh, it's we saw him on the pod. He's Trump. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a great he is funny. Yeah, he is. that is funny. Um, finally, in October 2018, the Palaszczuk government passed a bill to sack the entire council yeah, and appoint right. an administrator until 2020. Uh, then August 2020, Pasali faced 35 criminal charges, including 25 counts of fraud and two charges of sexual assault. Uh, and it's also alleged that he intercepted a barbecue, tools, whiskey, and sporting memorabilia that were charity items destined for a men's shed. What he he put on a charity, they won, and instead of delivering it, he took the prizes <laughs> for his own fucking, <laughs> probably for the cheat house. Oh. Uh, in total, yeah, he was sentenced. That's also called the men's shed. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in total, he was sentenced to seven and a half years in prison, right? So that's August of 2020. Seven and a half years, he was released last December. 
Oh, man, I so remember that being so much longer ago than it was. So I remember, I thought in my head this was 10 years ago, but it was only, it's been, yeah, what, it's 2018 when they sacked everyone. That's it's right. It's so crazy the entire council got sacked. The entire council. There have council. to have been a few people that were like, I was not involved. Yeah, in this. Okay. <laughs> if like, I knew yeah. I was going to get sacked, I would have went to the cheat house. I would have, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like the, the tea the lady, stuff. you know, the yeah. tea lady comes <laughs> in the afternoon, a police kick into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> You're under arrest, bitch. <laughs> um, and oh. so this, Could he run again? Like, uh, it's Potman, I guess it's possible, but um, the so. the article there must be a law. I don't know, ex-prisoners are they allowed? To uh, maybe I don't know. He can think. talk as well. Because yeah, Pauline Pauline went to jail for something. It was like some sort of tax thing or something. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think um, it was uh, campaign funding. Campaign funding, but she ran after that. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe. Um, and and that's basically the story. But the article ends in, like nicely summarizing his very weird relationship with the town, and it's kind of like. The, just a little like moment that this journalist had with two blokes, I guess, is very Ipswich. Um, and it goes, The city Pasali put on the map remains divided. Pasali did a lot of good for Ipswich, a retiree sinking schooners at North League Club tells me. It's just a shame about all the hoo-ha that went with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he did a lot for himself too, responds his tradie companion. So it's the two blokes. Like, mm. is he good? Is he bad? Do we still like him? Hoo-ha. Bit of hoo-ha. Bit of hoo-ha. <laughs> so I'm sure, yeah, he raised money. Like, it sounds like he loved money and he could yeah. get money in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whatever it took, yeah, you know, yeah. lagoons and... But that, dumps, uh, but like, we've covered some dodgy pollies before, but this guy takes yeah, the cake. I think like, he's a, that is outrageous. It's kind of awesome. Like, if he, I mean, it's like <laughs> it just like cool. wild. It is. That's it him. Is. That's his press conference in his hospital gown, by the way. Like, he's just, just uh, and, uh, straight up Hugh Hefner shit. Yeah. And yeah, also, like, right. you know, because that he retired. Like, the, if you're any corruption and you go, we're going to start looking into this guy, and then he's like, I'm out, I'm retiring. Like, you know, you've got something <laughs> there. You know what I mean? If he's like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm going to jump now. Oh, 100%. That's, that's, you know, that. It's gonna unravel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, man. So that's uh, the so at all of that, no side. drink driving. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, the drink driving's to come surely. That's always a drink driving. It's so good that he's like adamantly against drink driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That would ruin his polling numbers. I feel. Yeah, like. totally. Yeah. You know, point oh six. He's like in the t- toilet. The whole town of Ipswich. Oh my god! I don't know how long we've done. Yeah, now. That, that is pretty much an hour. Yeah, like, Drew, ask the last two really, questions. You really smashed that out of the park. It was really awesome. Buddy. I loved that. Thank I you. Because yeah, I, I, I knew I knew that. parts of it, but I'd never had someone just sit and just tell me the whole story. I, I was beat. just blown away. Like I read that article about three times just to get the gist in my head of like the vibe, and I could not believe that I'm I vehement, didn't know vehemently so much. against so much of what he did. But there is a part of me I think I'll never kill where I'm just like. Oh, I still want to just have a beer <laughs> yeah. with him. And it's like, he's fucked. But yeah, I also yeah. am like, oh, I'm, he, I'm curious about him. Like, I, 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 I bet he'd be sure. a fun hang. Like. Not a, yeah, in the in a bad way. But it's awful like, way. oh, there's just a part of me that's like impressed he got away with it. It's for very so, impressive. It's impressive and awful, but impressive. It's just, it, Trump is right. He's a Trump guy. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's ask the yes, final let's two, ask questions. two questions. Okay, Alex. So if someone says... Alex, I am visiting Ipswich for a day. I only have 24 hours. What's my itinerary? Something I do morning, afternoon, and night. What do you tell them to do? Where do you tell them to go? All right, let's go. Um, you got to go to the cheat house. <laughs> you got to go to the fucking lagoon. You got to go to the dump. Um, in all honesty, there's some good breweries. Go check those out. Um, there's So they actually have a lot of great, like, um, antique days and stuff like antique centers and things like that okay um so go check those out and then i don't know apparently the library's nice but 
fuck the library, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but um, I'm sure there's... Pauline Hanson's against it, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe go on the fucking pool boat. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Mm. That could be fun. Is, it, is, there a night, is there a nightlife there? or is I don't know, because I haven't been back in so long. Mm. I think, but the thing is, I reckon there is, like, there is sort of a restaurant scene coming up now because young people, as in... 20s and 30s can't afford to buy in Brisbane have bought there mm. and now it's like just yeah. like young people have started you know so, if they yeah, yeah. so it's actually and there's also a bit there. of a uni town now as well mm. so there actually would be like a restaurant pub scene developing there is a pub called the Prince of Wales I, I just I found a review that tickled me a one star review from Duncan uh, it says a very tired and sad venue <laughs> run down and uninviting hardly ever open I'll be survive I'll be surprised if it survives long uh, and then response from the owner, been here 15 years, mate, not going anywhere. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite kind of pub. Like if, I, if someone's like, Do you, we won't go to the pub down there at shit, I'm like, well, we're going. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. favourite pub. Totally. It should stink like piss. Yeah. Like. They also don't refute any of how bad it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, hey, oh, we know we're yeah, shit, yeah, but yeah, we've been yeah, around. Yeah. We've yeah. been shit for a long yeah. time. Been here 15 years, <laughs> haven't been open in 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not physically, going anywhere. Physically, the building is here. I so. remember like... When I was researching, sometimes you go, when you're really struggling, you go on Reddit and just like type in the suburb name and because of nightlife. And then it ties in with Pistalia a little people like, is this switch a good place to live? Is Ipswich a good place to live? Like tons of threads and people being like, yeah, it's all right. It's coming up. It's getting better. It's not got much nightlife though. Not, and then right in the middle is anywhere to get a happy ending massage. <laughs> <laughs> and then the subtext says, Larger women preferred. <laughs> and then, like, oh I clicked God. that guy's name, and that was all he had written. That was, was Pasali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pasali yeah. underscore 69. <laughs> Love someone who leaves Ipswich because the happy ending scene isn't good enough. <laughs> like, that's not what it was in the 90s, you know? I've got to get out. Toowoomba's up on the up. i got to go and, you know. <laughs> got to see what Townsville's happy ending like. Uh, uh, and the last and question. And the final question, Alex, you have ascended to the highest heights of your comedy career. You've gotten everything you've won. With all your millions and all the respect, would you settle down in Ipswich? No. Mm. No. Brisbane? Yeah. Brizzy? Fuck yeah. I could make them I could I could go the ten meters across the river. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um but I mean, only because I have millions. Yeah. Mm. If I had hundreds of thousands, we have probably. Very realistic and pragmatic yeah, like answer for Alex. Alex, good. do you have any plugs? Any shows coming up? When does this come out? I think I in think two we, weeks. Yeah, yeah two weeks. So. I'll be done then. <laughs> um, I've been almost done on my tour. Look, hey, if anyone's listening from Darwin, I'll be there in August. So, but other Great. than that, I'm just always performing around Melbourne. So you can come and find me there. And where yeah. do we find you on social media? So uh, Instagram, what do you know? Uh, and then, yeah, and Facebook. I'm not really on Facebook anymore. But uh, do you have a pod with former guest Luca Muller? We haven't done it in six months. Okay. <laughs> people keep Check messaging us being yeah. like, when are you? Yeah, go listen to the old ones. It's purely because I've been on tour and um, Luca is doing like Triple J at the moment. Mm-hmm. So he's busy. So you can still listen to him on the original broadcast. I, I, check I love it when I turn the radio on and I hear Luca's voice. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, the best it's just like a guy that you know. He's got a great voice yeah, too. Yeah, Perfect yeah. voice, Luca. Yeah. Um, great. Okay. Yeah. So uh, anyone listening, leave us five stars. Um, rate and review. Buy our merch. Do all that fun gear. Um, Kirky? Yeah, find else? us on social media as well. We love hearing from you and we love hearing all your tips. Apart from that, Alex, thank you so much for Thanks coming so on. Thank you for having Drew, me. Drew, awesome. thank you for... 
the story. From the legwork? <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you. I did know. Appreciate I had lunch it. with Drew yesterday and I was like, why wouldn't you have a beer? And he's like, I've got pages of stuff to go through. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.